back at it uh james chapman good morning <laughs> you thought i was gonna say welcome back to the grinder and i didn't yeah yeah, yeah i did i See, did my, my biggest thing is like we have this custom intro that that literally sounds like somebody's grinding their axe against a grinding grinder and they're getting that axe really really freaking sharp mm-hmm. and then i come in here and i'm like welcome back to the grinder and then everybody's like dude turn off mm. there's literally like there, there's a spike to where people skip. Really? Yeah, there, there's a spike. Yeah. Wow. They listen to the, the intro, and then they hear my name or my voice, and then they skip, and then it's like, it's back on. So I'm noticing, folks. Why don't you start us off with a joke every time now? I'm kidding. Don't fucking do that. Easy don't. James Tapman, what do you call a door with no knob? Uh, I have no idea. A knobless door. <laughs> All right. So we won't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? People say that I'm, I'm a funny guy. You know, though, you said axe. I love, I love the idea of an axe. You know, okay, chopping. Throwing axe, throw axe or like chopping wood axe? I just, the, the tool itself. Oh. The tool, you know, like. Uh, and then it makes me think of the quote, you give me six hours to chop down a tree, I'll spend the first four sharpening the axe. I like that. You know, um, that's very George Washington of you. Very George Washington. I think it's actually, I could be wrong. I think it's an Abe Lincoln. Oh, Abe, honest Abe. Yeah, I mean, that's quite possible. But, you know, George Washington was like known for chopping down cherry trees. Yeah. So uh, that's that's where I was going with it. Mm-hmm. And actually, are you sure that's a Abe Lincoln and not a George Washington quote? I'm pretty sure it's an Abraham Lincoln quote. Okay. All right. I, I could be wrong. Yeah. Who, who knows? Either way, doesn't matter if, you know, Bob McGillicuddy over there said it. It's, it's a important. great fucking quote. It is a good quote. So yeah. here's my next question. That led me into this, and then we can kind of rock and roll with whatever we have going on today. But yeah, zombie apocalypse. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll stick with weapons. What are your key top five weapons that you're going to have on you? Uh, man, off the hip, um, I don't know. You know, I mean, a good good AR-15 is probably always a great weapon. Yeah. Um, at least uh, one, if not two, handguns. Yep. Right? Um, shotgun. Yeah. And then um, something large blade. Large blade. Sure. Okay. Blade. Like but you know, you got to be careful with large blades. I would imagine you got to be careful because I mean, it would, you know, you sling in that thing, it sticks and then you're stuck. So probably something, a heavy weapon as well. Like, um, like a, you know, a nice solid metal baseball bat. Hmm. I like it, but that's a lot of shit to take. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, we're just talking like in general yeah. weapons, yeah. what you would, what you'd go to, what caliber is your AR 15 that you're going with? 
556. You sticking with the 556? Yeah, absolutely. You stay on target better. Low okay. recoil. Anybody can handle it. Dig it. You know, what if I need somebody else to save my life, right? What if something bites me on the arm and they got to chop my arm off? So I'm running around one arm, right? Then you're going to hand me the handgun. It's damn sure not going to be the baseball bat. Or come on, Addison, think through this shit. Okay, I'm thinking through (laughs) it, but they also have the AR pistol set up platform that has the strap that goes around the single arm if your arm is cut off. I would rather actually they would they would do it like um, uh, Army of Darkness. You remember that movie? Yeah, where, where he's got his like he's got the nub, but it goes into the chainsaw. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> like, boomstick. That dude is just <laughs> dude. I love that's a cult classic. I fucking love that movie. The so, Necronomicon. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I like I like where that's headed. I enjoy it, and I I. Overall, um, I would probably my sharp blade. If anybody's asking, my sharp blade would definitely be samurai sword. Oh, that's that's uh, that's a good uh, that's a good choice. My question is, you're known to cut yourself with knives, so yeah. you might want to just stay away from the bladed weapons altogether. Okay, but here's the thing: I enjoy a bladed weapon. So as much as I do and have cut myself prior in my <laughs> past, that's been with that's been with. A solid knife, right? And just so everybody knows, he immediately pulls out this big fucking tactical knife and he's like wielding it around. Like, I would just let you know, we got this recording. If you shank yourself right now, if you shank yourself right now, I swear this is going online. I don't even even care. You're going to fucking cut yourself. Stop. So what the whole point of me grabbing that was, it's a knife, right? So yeah, I'll agree. I'm not the best with knives. But if you hand me a samurai sword, I'm pretty sure I could wield yeah. a samurai sword solid without cutting myself. Yeah. Yeah. I would no. practice with like a bamboo stick prior to. Mm-hmm. So here's the thought. All right. I saw this uh, sketch one time and I think it rings very true. Okay. It says the way you view yourself. All right. During a, so imagine this, the way you view yourself, that's the header for this, this little sketch the way you view yourself during the apocalypse, a zombie apocalypse. It's a lone person standing on top of a car with two handguns surrounded by zombies. And the arrow is pointing to the guy on top or person on top of the car and says, the way you view yourself during the zombie apocalypse. And then the next picture is the same photo. And it says the actual you during the zombie apocalypse. And it's pointing to one of the zombies, right? The chances of you being... The lone person on top of the car when there's millions of hordes, you're just going to be the fucking zombie. So, anyways, go ahead and food for thought on that. Wow. I always go back to the C.S. Lewis quote, man. I, I think it's just a fantastic quote when you're talking about the atomic bomb and shit and like all those things. Like, man, if it comes, hope it doesn't, hope it doesn't catch you coward in a fucking basement somewhere. You know, are you doing is going to die tired? Hopefully, you're out fucking, you know, having a picnic with a family, playing in the backyard, and just let it be what it is. You're just running from the inevitable. So, bringing it back around to. Yeah. Tools. Let's go back to tools. All right. Here's a tool for you. You ready for the best tool I know of? The best fucking tool you can have at your disposal 
no matter what your business is, no matter what you do for a living, no matter what's going on in life, the best tool you can have. What do you think it is? Multi-tool. No. That is number two, actually. <laughs> All right. Um, best possible tool you can have. No matter the situation. Money. You damn fucking right. Money. Do not view it as anything else. Do not fall in love with it. Okay. It's a tool. That's all it does. It cannot buy you happiness, but it buys sure shit everything else. That's a fact. Also, I will say this. There is a bank account that I keep open for no other reason than to keep it at zero and to set up a notification. So every single morning I see a bank account that says zero. That's some serious mind games. Like you're mind fucking yourself on that, aren't you? Yeah. It, it, and, <laughs> it never ceases to amaze me that every time I open up my phone in the morning, right before, you know, meditation or yoga or whatever, <laughs> I'll open my phone and I see zero. I'm like, what the fuck? Every single time I'm like, what? And, I, and like every single day, it's like, I know it's going to be there. But it's still bank account, zero. Zero. And then it allows me to kind of go about my day however I may see fit. But it's just, it's, it's like that day one dollar zero. Like I'm going in today without any money in my bank account. What happens? What are you going to do? Which it could be a positive thing. It could be a negative thing because, you know, who knows? Maybe it's a cause of anxiety in my life. However, I enjoy it. Yeah, it's that little bit of that. It's that little bit of stinger linger. Mm. Apparently, I also have a hobo that works in my office that mm. apparently found clothes today. I, yeah, I don't know what this is. Yeah, uh, yeah, totally lost you. Tools, but it is the best tool. It can help you accomplish anything you need to. Okay, like don't forget that. It's a weird world we live in. The more people don't know about something, the like, the more they believe it's evil. You know what I'm saying? I do. Like they believe it's evil or they believe like it's bad for you. Money's not bad for you, man. It's fucking great. And there's more of it out there than you can ever imagine. That's a fact. That's right. Go get you a little bit of it. And, and do something but, fucking nice for yourself. Do something nice for others. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I completely agree. I mean, because it's, it's literally one of the things that I think about is there's so much money, so much money in this world. And I see, because I'm in real estate, I obviously see larger funds, but it's one of those things that I see it on a regular basis to where I'm like, holy moly, man. It's, if you could just, if you could just do a little bit of work and get a little bit of that cash flow, you, you catch 1% of the amount of money that's out there, you're going to be living high on the hog. And like I said, I mean, that's, you ever had a friend go through something and, you know easily that money could have fixed the situation, right? 
Yeah, for sure. If you're broke, you can't help them solve it. Yeah. Maybe you don't need to help them solve it. Maybe they need to solve it themselves. But, you know, I had a while back, um, somebody I've known for years, we were taking care of some insurance stuff and like they were stuck, man. Bad situation. Good folks, just bad situation. You know what I did? I paid the, the insurance bill and I said, hey, look, I just want you to know they didn't ask for it. I did it because I knew the situation that was going on. And um, she goes, well, like, why'd you do that? Like, you didn't, I'm like, because I wanted to. And, and frankly, because I fucking can, because I had the money that was no issue to do it. And I said, I can. I said, here's the thing. So, of course, it made her uncomfortable because she didn't ask me for it but I knew she needed it at that moment. And I just wanted to do something good. You know what the bad part is? It made me feel better than probably her. Yeah. I got the joy out of it. And I told her, I said, look, I'm never going to bring this up again. You want to pay me back, pay me back. But I just want you to know, I have no expectations of it. So I wanted to make sure like, you know, some people are weird about that. Like, Hey, no, you gave me something. As soon as I'm good, I'm going to pay you back. Like, you know, some people would just accept a gift for what it is. Neither yeah. person is wrong. I just said, I'll never bring this up again. If you decide you need to pay me back, then just mail me a check. If not, I'm never going to think about it ever fucking again as far as you owing me because you owe me nothing. Right. Now, if I was fucking broke in that moment too, I couldn't have done shit for. I've been broke before and somebody who was not fucking gave me a tool and said, hey, this is an easy problem. It's good. It takes away a lot of life stress, man. You got to. So my point being is because you don't understand money or if you feel like you do not understand money, then fucking fix it. What if there was a cure for something like fucking cancer, but the doctor just said, well, we don't really understand it and we're not going to research it to learn more about it. We just don't get it. It's ooh, it's mystical. You'd be like, fuck you. Somebody go figure that shit out. Start saving some people. That's right. That's what you fucking need to do with money if you don't understand it. Quit fearing it. Quit thinking that it's a scarcity and like learn about it. Study some shit instead of just scrolling Facebook all fucking night. Like do yourself a favor. And then when you learn it, if you got a kid, fucking start teaching them. That's right. You know, most people can't even walk in their boss's office and have a conversation about money. They get too uncomfortable. Craziest fucking shit I've ever heard of in my life, dude. Talk about it. Broke, not broke understand why you get paid what you get paid i'm not saying just ask for more money like you should understand why it works the way it works yeah yeah and that's it that that goes back to what you can measure is what you can manage right and if you you know if there's there's certain bonuses that, that we put on our people here like if you hit this certain thing you do this certain thing you do this certain thing i've recently realized that one of my employees has just been getting bonuses for certain things. Right. And so today is going to be one of those things like, Hey, let's have this conversation about why you get these. Mm -hmm. What are the qualifications for this bonus? Yeah. Right. One going through this process, right. Because it's, it's one of those things that you have, you've got to know how you can measure this to be able to manage it on your end or on the company's end. Yeah. Right. At the end of the day, it, it's, it's, that's, that's the biggest key. Is yeah. How are you managing this piece, this tool? And then, you know, going back into the other piece of like, where does this come from? How do you get it? How do you use it correctly? 
to leverage the next step. Yeah. Yeah. You want to learn. So number one, if you own the business, you should be thinking about how you make the company money, how everybody in your company makes all your employees make the company money. And then like how you can leverage that, right? Like how you can do a better job. It's very easy. I provide better service, right? Like I look at, okay, these people provide better service. We create better relationships for our client. We give them better value. People spend money on what they value. If I can give them a better value, more people will stay with me. More people will give me their money because I'm going to treat them right. If they go somewhere else to get shit service, they're getting a shit product. They need to be doing business with me. Right. And I need to live to that value. The moment I see in my company that somebody's not living to that value, we got to fucking correct it. And if I do that better than anybody else, more customers will be with me and we make more money, which allows us to hire more people, provide better software, all these things to do better for our clients. And it's a reward and the system works that way. But like, if you work for someone, you should think, sit down and write out, how you help the company make money. If you can't figure it out, you want to have a great conversation with your boss, walk in there and say, hey, I'm trying to better understand how I make the company money and how I can help it make more. Somebody come in here with an idea that makes me more money. You know what's going to fucking happen to them? They're going to make more money. They're going to make more money, right? Because yep. I know that means we're providing a better product and a better service. That's right. And they're That's giving right. me more tools to work with. Right. Those, those tools got dead presidents on them. Yep. And, and, and that's, 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 a, that's a fact. And it comes down to, it comes down to the simple idea of you can't come up with every single idea. Like it's, it is hard. It is hard to move a company forward as a, as a, as a, as a owner of a company or a VP of a company or whatever it may be. You moving that, those rocks, becomes difficult because you can only move it inches by inches by inches. Whereas someone can come along with an idea that helps you leverage that rock and you're able to push it a lot further because there are more ideas coming into the company. Right. I think we hit it. Hey, it's a great tool. If I can learn it better, don't be scared of it because it's mystical or you don't get why it does what it does. Like, man, you know what? Make it a goal. When you go sit down on your couch tonight and you're fucking chilling before bed or whatever, don't go mind numb in Instagram or Facebook. And if that's going to be what it is, let me, let me tell you something I've done with like my Instagram. Cause I do, man. I, sometimes I just gotta, I have issues turning off. Right. And if you probably listen to this podcast, you probably have issues turning off too. You know what I mean? Like you're constantly thinking about how to make things better, work, work sharper. Right. So Fill your feeds then, like I'll get on Instagram or whatever at night before I go to bed and just kind of scroll through, maybe just go a little mind numb, but fill your feeds with things that help you achieve what you want to achieve and get rid of the shit that doesn't. I don't follow bullshit accounts on Instagram for the most part, other than Addison, you know, that's the only account I follow is told bullshit, wasting my time. (laughs) Hey, Addison, what piece of meat did you cook this weekend? I don't know. Let's check the stories and see. No, I'm kidding. Um, but, you know, follow things that give you some some great thoughts, man. Some people that are achieving what you want to achieve and help you understand money or economics or stocks or whatever the fuck it is better. Fill your feed with that shit. Yep. That's a fact, Jack. All right. <laughs>
Or you know what you can also do? You can set a timer on your Instagram or your Twitter or your Facebook. You can set timers on these things on your phone. So when you hit a certain amount of time during the day, it just disables. You can't click it. No shit. Yep. Hmm. I mean, obviously, you can get past that and say five more minutes. But as soon as you do that, you're falling into the trap. Yeah, then, yeah. Losing then your discipline. Time. Yeah. So, anyways, at the end of the day, that's it. Go ahead and tell them what's going on. Tell them what's going on with what? Uh, maybe Jocko Fuel. That's oh, yeah. the question you asked there, James. Jocko Fuel and Origin Maine. These are some – this is a website that you can obtain – the golden juices of discipline. Very simply in the, in, in, the, in the fact you crack open the can, you take a little sip. I've even heard you can get a 4,000-pound deadlift from just drinking the drink. Whoa. I've heard it. Heard it. That's rumors, huh? That's a rumor mill. That's, that's from the rumor mill of the actual man himself, Jocko. Hey, you know, did you see his, um, his announcement? Where, what, is, it, is it Huawei or is it Wawa? Wawa. 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 Yeah. All right. So they brought out Jocko Fuel in just Florida, I believe it was. Yep. It did so well, like they're in every single one all across the East Coast. Yeah. That goes to tell you it's it's tasty. Or it's thirst quenching. Or or it just simply works. Yeah, true. Because if something is effective in what it's supposed to do. Yeah. It works. Yeah. Addition to that, if you want to go pick up some boots or some jeans or some really anything that you could probably figure out, rash guards, geese, whatever it may be, Origin Maine sells them at Origin USA. And I have purchased the ghee from Origin, and I'm very happy with it. I've only worn it once or twice because no geese – the way to go but in general if you're looking for gi rash guards jujitsu stuff clothes things or boots or Jermaine has them when you go to checkout grind 10 at checkout to get you 10 percent off word grind out 